the Calcio Podcast, episode 90. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. A lot to get to this week. We'll talk about Milan and Pioli. Padre Pioli, what's going on? Milan are, uh, Milan are blessed. They haven't, uh, they haven't lost in weeks. Things are going real well. And uh, yeah, it looks like they finally have a coach who fucking knows what he's doing. So what do you do? Well, you bring in a new coach, of course. We'll talk about Ralph Ragnick coming into Milan. Should he even take over as coach over uh, Mr. Pioli? Things are going so well right now. On the opposite side of Milan... Things are not going so well at Inter. Emails are being leaked. They're losing games that they should win. They're basically out of the title race definitively, all but uh, all but mathematically at this point. Conte is salty. Conte is bitter. He's petty. Uh, what's going on? What's going on at Inter? We'll break that down a little bit. We'll talk a little uh, Nerazzurro. Uh, of course, the other northern Nerazzurro team, Atalanta, are doing fucking well right now. We'll talk about the Champions League draws. They face PSG. Do they have a chance to... And can they beat Juve to the title? Mathematically, not that crazy. They're in second place currently as we record this podcast. So we'll take a little bit of a deep dive on Atalanta, talk about the players they have and how well they've been performing. Are they products of the system or are they great individual players on their own? Uh, is it all because they've been doping? Uh, we'll talk about a little little conspiracy theory action. Speaking of conspiracy theories, of course, Juve uh, planted Corona, right? They wanted, to, they wanted to derail Lazio's campaign. Lazio have been terrible since the restart. I guess it was all in the plan. We'll talk about Lazio falling off the map and Lazio fans whining about it. Plus, our five-a-side of the week. It's the five-a-side of biggest what-the-fuck moments in Calcio. What-the-fuck stories, what-the-fuck facts. A lot of interesting, crazy stuff that you may not have heard of before. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Cocaine, hookers, mafia, fascism, more mafia, scandals, match-fixing, porn. It's all in there. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Pino, take it away. Die. Let's go. Però. Catenazzo che donna sei. Io delle donne non mi fido. Il corteggiamento è un rito. Troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more. A me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare. Poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine. Dio la presa tra la gente, perciò bambina. Se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nick! Yo, yo, yo! How we doing? Good man, good. We, 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 there's a few things that we haven't spoken about since our last episode, and I know you're probably gonna want to dance around them. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bring it, bring it up as soon as we start. It's been two weeks. Yeah, we took a break last week. We were supposed to record late in the week, and uh, we, uh, we just decided not to. I don't know. We, we, uh, we're, we're, we're our own bosses. Be your own boss. Do, do what, do what feels good for you. Um, don't let people, don't let, don't let, the, don't let the people tell you what to do. Do what, uh, do whatever makes the most sense. Nick Gianaletti, you're, you're calling in on the, uh, on the Forza Milan Wi-Fi. It's coming yes, I am. I am. Care to, care to very, share with that? Uh, care to share with that? It's, ve- it's very fast. It's, uh, it's been consistent in the, the last few, the last few times I've used it. So it's very, uh, it's very reflective of what's happening in real life. Would you, would you care to share what exactly the Forza Milan Wi-Fi is? It's my wife. <laughs> it's, Nick, Nick moved into it. Nick moved into Sam, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're underestimating the intelligence of, of some of the listeners. Nick, Nick moved into a new condo and he named his Wi-Fi Forza Milan, the second best, the second best Wi-Fi name I've ever heard uh, or seen after, after, after I was in Naples at an, Air, at, a, at an Airbnb or at a bed and breakfast and the guy next to us, I guess, or some other, some other apartment in the complex had the Wi-Fi name Stogatz. 
Smoke That's out. pretty legend. That's pretty legend. I wish I would have thought of that. The, 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 you're, you're, I don't know. I, I think you're. I think you're cursing your Wi-Fi if you name it Forza Milan. I think you're gonna be. You're. You're. You're, you're gonna be. You're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be changing it every. Uh, every year. Uh, it's gonna be. Yeah, imagine. It's gonna be going, gonna be going <laughs> through. Up, it's gonna be going through ups and downs. I, just, gonna, I re- reboot. Gonna, I reboot it once a year. Gonna, re- gonna reboot it multiple <laughs> every times. Every summer. <laughs> you're, you're, you're. You're. You're gonna change providers all the time. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a meta. If it's gonna be a metaphor for. Uh, for. Uh, for the club after which it's named. Uh, but yeah, listeners, welcome to episode 90 of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Um, as always... Ten away from 100. Holy shit. I know, bro. I know, bro. We, we'd have been nine away from 100 if we hadn't slacked last week. And uh, fuck, I mean, so it, it has been two weeks since we've done an episode. So a lot, has, a lot has changed. A lot has happened. We say that every episode, but legitimately, legitimately a lot is happening now, like day to day, because... Uh, I say it like at this point, like between episodes, at least at least two match weeks pass every time since so, we've, since we've been back at it. And we've and we've and we've gone two weeks without without an epi. So so yeah, teams have played multiple times. And um, of course, last time last time out, we had Steve from the uh, Milan Weekly Podcast on um, for our uh, for our segment. We're going uh, we're going solo this week. No uh, no guests like uh, like old times. But yeah, um, uh, fuck. I I think the next day. Flocari scored. So this is this is this is just this is just the, the the just an example. Let's take Milan here since we're talking about since you know we're, we're talking about Forza Milan and uh, and, and we're talking about our, our guest from the last pod. Let's take the example of Milan. The day the day after we recorded the pod last time out, Flocari scored that bomba that bomba clata against you. What I, I like two, goal two, of the season. Two, 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 that, that's gonna that's that's gonna that's gonna be goal of the season contender. Like I, I that that was so so poetic how that like. You know, uh, whatever. I, I went on about how you how you mushed them. You mushed them. Bro, you said like, it's been excellent. I, I'm in a good mood. Chris Couchy, honestly, video, podcast podcast video resident resident videographer. Kudos, man, for 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 uh, for, for putting that one together. Check out check us out on uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. At Couchy Bro, he's podcast. he's but, never scored a goal like that in his life. He's never going to score another one like that again. Which is why, like, in its so, own right, it was, it was just, just so, amazing. Uh, just so just like, it was just, like, just so it was so perfect though. You were like saying, "What a great mood!" And then if you if you see the video again on our on our Instagram, check out the video. Like Nick's smiling. He's he's got a glow. He's got a he's got a twinkle in his eye, and then just this just set set to the backdrop of the clown music, and then <laughs> just you you saying you were in a great mood while watching Flocati score that goal, cut it cut away. Cut away and the the, 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 the cutaway and, and the Chris put together is unreal. The, the craziest thing about that is like you would think that we ended up losing that game. We we ended up tying on a no, brutal so, but, brutal on goal. But, uh, but 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 you you then went on to you then went on to beat Juventus. Um, well, Lazio before my, that, bro. Three nine before that. You had beaten Roma a couple of days before as well. It's been and 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 you 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 got a result against Napoli just the other day. So, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk too too much in depth. Too too much more in depth about the Juve game. Uh, I assume you probably do. If we had done the pod, we could no, no not really, not really to do so. But go, not I mean, really. I mean, like, look, uh, not in depth. It's old news now. But um, it's very old, very old news. But, but we should, we should. Hey, let's let's give a quick shout out to Alexandro for that incredible cross. Dime, dime, dime to peach, uh, peach to of a ball, peach of a ball, <laughs> straight to Jack Bonaventura's foot. Uh, to to Bonaventura, exactly. And then he assisted uh, Rebic. But look, uh, I don't, I don't like. The the thing that just re- keeps resonating with me since the last time we spoke was, was talk, how I how let's I talk no, about let's, how talk I about about let's talk, let's talk yeah, about Pioli. Exactly, let's talk about exactly. Exactly. I know I know where bro, you're going with this. Bro, I'm gonna, I I, uh, I don't have to re- I don't have to go over everything about you know the situation you inherited this and that, but like, but fuck, like since the restart, 
It's been it's been great. Yeah, Incredible. you know, Fokker, he scored that goal against you. Okay, it was very funny. You mushed them the day before. By the way, I was on the Juve podcast a couple of days later. Uh, the, the, day, the day of the Milan game said, yeah, I, I think, you know, I like our chances. I see us as favorites, complete mush. Um, so I think I think it's better if we probably, if I probably just shut the fuck, if we both probably just shut the fuck up. I guess just shut down this podcast at this point for the better yeah. of our, of our yeah. but, but, but Yeah, but so, 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 so that, that Flocody goal was funny and all, but all in all, it's been a great run of form for you. We haven't lost in a very long time. And you guys look all but sure to get into Europe now. Because Napoli are going to get a Europa League spot, uh, having won the Coppa Italia. So even if they finish above you, fifth or sixth spot, if you guys, if you finish in seventh, you're in. And there's a, there's a little bit of a gap between you and eighth now. Is it Hellas Verona? Only four Sassuolo? points. No, it's Sassuolo. Because Sassuolo is going on a tear themselves. Well, tear. I mean, a r- relative tear. But, but yeah, man, purely like... Eh. In an ideal world, you would think like you know maybe Ranić comes in as like the as the director. Maldini stays in a in a role that's not that's not a mascot, which he which he doesn't want, right? That we all hear, and then Pioli would stay. But I don't know, man. Regardless, he's gonna get he's gonna get a, a good contract somewhere, and I know. He looks fucking old, but Pioli's still only like in his fifties. Like I think we we've we've gone we've gone we've won over this at some point in the pod. Like I'm he looks so like he proud could be of a grandfather. Us. I'm so proud of us for 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 coining him Padre Pioli before anyone else. We are so we were so ahead of the curve on that. I'm yep. I'm, I'm I I don't I don't think I, I I'm willing to go on record and say I think we were the first to do that. If anyone thought it in private in their homes, I didn't I'll second I didn't, that. We're the I first ones to put it out it there in the universe. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, yeah, I think he, our Instagram a year and a half ago, bro. We were calling him Padre Pioli, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He, he had a rough go of things at, at, at Inter and, and and Bologna, and it didn't end well at Fiorentina because he. To be fair, things we were still going don't know. He was we there, but know. yeah, but we but well, well, you know what? You know what though? You know what? We're, we're gonna we're gonna get to this in a little bit. We're gonna get to that topic of Fiorentina. Uh, a little teaser for our uh, for our segment this week for our five side of the week. Um, course it's the uh as, as we as we'll have said in the intro it's the five aside of most what the fuck wtf random football facts slash stories yeah. but, but um, just, just to, but just yeah, to so, finish so, up purely just to but, finish but, but, but the, the point the point being i think I, I think i may have another clue as to what 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 may have uh set him off at fiorentina but he had a rough go at things before going to milan no one really expected much you know, uh, no, but you know, he did, he did, he did coach Lazio for two years. He did coach Inter for like, uh, I, I believe, was it, I think it was like, was it just over a season maybe? And then he got sacked within his second year. I don't really remember, but like, he's, he's only 54 years old. Like, I don't know. Shut like, up, he's, 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 he's 54. Remember, he's, yeah, he's 54. I know. Uh, sorry, sorry, Stefano, you look terrible for your age. You look brutal for your age, but you know, if it's you, okay. The, the, the gray beard is, 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 some people could work it. But if you're it's gonna, the beard. You it's definitely the beard. It's the you beard. You've got to acknowledge that like, you're, you're, you're aging yourself a good 10, 12 years if you're doing the gray beard. He, needs, a, he needs a just for, just for men sponsorship or something like that. But, but yeah, like, I don't know. He's definitely shown that he's good with young players. What he managed to do with, with Fiorentina amid the whole Astori thing too. And like, you know, they were a relatively young squad at the time, still are. Like, he's, he's definitely shown that he has some form of, I guess, character that's good against adversity i guess i don't know like it's a very like not like not i guess like tactically inclined take or something like that but you could just tell that he he, he he's definitely up to a challenge he's, he's up to uh adversity and shit like that and uh, whether he leaves or stays at the end of the year he's always going to hold a, a special place in 
in the heart of Milan fans, I think just for the, the, uh, the abrupt work that he put in the situation and the pandemic and everything, just like, just a, just a, it seems like a gentleman too. Like I don't, I only have good things to say about him. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why Ralph especially has to coach the team. I, I mean, I, th- I think he's had a lot of success at Leipzig um, the past couple of years as the director. And as I understand, he's, he's deliberately, removed himself from coaching roles as i understand from what yeah. i heard um yeah. mm-hmm. so 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 i don't know it feels a little unnecessary who knows maybe if if they'll they'll they'll, they'll kind of sit down and and look at things going forward and say you know what um maybe we maybe we maybe we keep purely and kind of work together you know D- director of football style and uh and um and yeah i don't know i guess have ralph uh what, what's 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 maldini doing right now then isn't he the director of football no, he's the technical director. The tech, what's, the, so, what's the difference between the technical director and the sporting director? I know. Director I, I know. I, I, anyway. Potato, potato. So, uh, I mean, it's, I think the technical director is supposed to be the one that deals more with, like, uh, with what, like, the team and staff and, like, like the technical staff and the sporting director. In my, in my limited experience, like my limited, in my limited technical director experience on football manager, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think. I think. Anyway. So, so, may, so may, maybe that could be a nice little trifecta, you know, Maldini being a very respected figurehead, um, overseeing some administrative and um, some technical aspects of the club while having Pioli coach the boys who seem to be responding to him well thus far. Uh, and Bragnik bringing in, you know, I mean, another roll of the dice, I guess, in terms of bringing in a new technical director who's going to revamp the squad. But at this point, just keep doing it until it sticks, right? It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, on the other side, the only of Milan, thing, though, quickly, quickly, quickly. Sorry, the only yeah. thing that's bothered me about this run is, as much as I love Ibrahimovic, like he really needs to shut up sometimes about how if he was here from the beginning of the year, we would win the Scudetto, all that stuff. That that annoys me. I, I you know, he when he was saying like, uh, I'm the I'm the player, the coach, the president, but I only but I like I only get paid as a player. Stuff like that. Like, I get it, Ibra. Like, it's cute. You're funny. Like, uh, I'm Zlatan, whatever. But so, so just those, those things. That's what it is, though. That's what it is. It comes, I get. But I don't it's know if I'm wrong, but like, maybe we just weren't in tune to the media as much when we were younger and growing up. But like, I feel like this cockiness, like, like the crazy cockiness has only like developed within like the last four here's, years. Here's, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, in Sweden, not Malmo. And at Ajax, he was still a cocky ass motherfucker. He would get, he would give great sound bites in interviews. Okay, okay, so but, then it's just me, maybe. No, but 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 it's I I I I think you're not you're not the first person I've heard say that. And I get that even with the rise of little, social media, the rise I, exactly. of social media yep. and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, see, we're um, not stupid. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Um, I wonder. I mean, I wonder if he'll extend next year. I think he looks like he wants to. I know he extended until uh, the end of this. Yeah, uh, 20, months, right? 2019, yeah. 20 season, along with Bonaventura mm-hmm. and Pelia, I think as well. But I wonder if I wonder, you know, I, I he's, he's still in shape. He's doing well. I don't see why you would get rid of him. He's been a, he's been an, he's been an important figurehead for you guys. Um, he's kind of like a father figure in a lot of ways. A little bit, yeah, yeah a little bit. I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the other side of Milan here, bro. Oh baby, things do you remember? Do you remember well. when I asked Nima? Is the like after the the Coppa Italia match? Is it time to press the panic button? And what did we? What answer did we receive? What answer did we receive? Do you remember? No. Everything's okay. Like, not yet. There's nothing to panic about. And now you have Conte out trending on Twitter. It's pure you chaos. Have, you have email scandals that you've told me about that I haven't heard of. I have no idea what's going on there. Do we, okay, well. Handanovic, well Handanovic, Handanovic is the captain, right? 
was getting was getting completely attacked by by his ultras. Handanovic was getting completely attacked by his ultras after the mistake that he made. I forget if it was a game or two ago now, but whatever. Recently, it was, a lot, it was yesterday. Uh, as we're recording this, po- we're, we're recording this podcast on. Uh, so many things are happening. On, I thought uh, a game yesterday Tuesday. happened a couple of weeks ago. No, we're, yeah, man. we're recording this on Tuesday, on Tuesday, July fourteenth. So this was yesterday, the thirteenth. It, it's a tire fire. Like Galliardini, by the way, Galliardini's miss a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of the worst. One of the worst misses I've ever seen. Uh, Nima actually had a great. I think it was Nima on Twitter who said that Handanovic's mishap yesterday was like the equivalent. It was like the goalkeeping equivalent of uh, Galliardini's miss over the bar. Um, the other day, no, I think I think I did. What did he did? He hit the post. He smashed the cross. He smashed the crossbar cross from like four yards, yeah. which is so <laughs> incredibly hard to do because you have to slant your body so you know when you're. He a wasn't kid. even at a socially distant space between the crossbar and he smashed it. But you, you know when you're a little kid and coaches say the reason that you're the reason that you're skying your passes is because you're leaning too far back. You gotta lean forward to get power into it. Like it's actually you gotta be like doing doing the limbo in order to hit the crossbar from that. From that short a distance out from the net, um, sure as shit, he uh, he missed a follow up on a penalty a couple of a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago too. Um, I think it was in the game against Bologna. That game against Bologna, oh my god, that that was that was so that was so ridiculously funny for a number of reasons. Not because they lost and two guys, two Gambian kids named Musa uh, scored. No, excuse me, two two Gambian kids named Barrow scored. Uh, the goals for the goals for Bologna, not because no, they didn't. Inter were down to, nah, not because that, he, okay. not because not because Inter were down to ten men. What do you not know about the fact that two I, guys I, I named Barrow? No, it wasn't Barrow. It was like Juara or something like that. No, buddy, look it up. The match report right now. Ale van de Peppel, RIP on this pod, not here anymore. This is why. <laughs> this is where he would be. <laughs> we we would get the response in a few seconds. Yeah, no, okay. Sorry, you're right. So two guys. I was right initially. Two guys named Musa, Musa Juara yeah, and Musa exactly. Barrow. Yeah. Two guys named Musa scoring goals six minutes apart in the last 15 minutes of the game to beat you when you're down to 10 men. Soriano got a red card early in that game. That was that was unreal because I don't know if you saw at the end of the game. You know how. Um, I guess the club anthem plays in the in the host stadium, in the home stadium, regardless of whatever the result is. So Juve mm-hmm. will get slapped ten to nil, and Juve storia di un grande amore will still play. Okay, but it, it, I've never I've never understood that. I think it should only play after a win or maybe a draw. I think playing it after a loss is a little bit is a little bit weird. Well, that, that's the, that's well, like the emotional Antonio, aspect of football, well, right? Well, Antonio Conte agreed. I don't know if you <laughs> saw, but when when they when they put for, I did not see this when they put Forza know. when they put Forza Inter Amala on the PA, he was like going nuts. He was like waving his hands, like turn it <laughs> off, turn it off. We don't deserve to have the ad played. We don't deserve it. That's ridiculous. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yudila. He was losing his mind. It was hilarious. Um, but they they've been in free fall, and so have Lazio. To be fair, now so. Um, well, well, I mean, free fall. I, I, like free fall is a bit strong, listen, but listen, a lot, a lot of Lazio fans will tell you that if COVID didn't happen, uh, so I guess maybe, maybe it was. A, I don't know. I don't know if this is a fucking anti Yuba conspiracy. They think that they think that Agnelli planted COVID in China. And yeah, so that, yeah, so that, yeah. So that it was so that it would derail Inzaghi's uh, um, Inzaghi's squad's heroic uh, heroic performances up till uh, up till March. But the, it smells reasonable Lazio, to me. Smells reasonable to me. Calciopoli 3.0. If you ask, uh, if you ask any Lazio fans, they'll tell you that no Corona, no title for Juve. They uh, they had it in the bag, even though they had Felipe Caicedo as a key cog in that team. 
when Juve had Gonzalo Higuain coming off the fucking bench, uh, which we got into two weeks ago in the last pod. But that's that's besides. I don't think there's more to say other than the discussion we already had about Lazio's depth, man. Like when you have a guy, when you have they still had a good season, man. They're gonna. I know, know, but like they're getting in the Champions League, and that's it. You know, so COVID didn't happen. Who's to say like the the the, there would have been tired legs at the end of the season or whatever, and they don't have that depth or like you know whatever. But it's like, been, but like, let's let's call a spade a spade. It's been bad, man. They lost. Yeah. They, 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 but Lazio's form has been a lot worse month than in July. Lazio's form has been a lot worse than Inter's. I just think Inter's is being amplified because of the expectations they were supposed to have at the beginning of the season. Of course, and, but but can we talk about Lazio here? Three losses in a row in the month of July, yeah. um, to Milan three 0 emphatic loss, um, to Lecce two to one, and a mirror result against Sassuolo. Hero of the week, by the way, to Giacomo Raspadori because he's young, he's Italian, he's exciting, he's dynamic, he scored a goal. So I guess we have to christen him the next insert. Uh, I don't know who's he. Is he the next Cassano? Small, small to the ground. Good little, good little, good little, uh, good little movement. Hopefully, I didn't just mush him too. Fuck, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. What, what do we just say? Just uh, say he's gonna be I shit. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. He's no. gonna suck. He's gonna be like Asano. He's gonna he's gonna have sex. He's gonna have sex with hookers. He's gonna he's gonna eat cornetti all the time. He's gonna put on a ton of weight. He's gonna he's gonna couple catch out. There of we his go. He's gonna lose weight. Cover yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna be garbage. Yeah. But uh, no, hero of the week because uh, because uh, I get I, I get a little I get a little stiffy every time I see a young Italian have uh, have a uh, have a good result like that. He's uh, twenty years old, nineteen or twenty, born in two thousand, I believe. Um, another football manager, another football manager gem for me. So I always love when really I I sold it because I'm still doing my Sassuolo one and I sold him to Newcastle I think and like now he's on Norwich or something like that and his career is just really stalled. Yeah, Mo- Moise Keane in my career too. Uh, I think he's at Sheffield <laughs> United right now, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, he's just not been with it. But uh, no, I love when on Football Manager you have a wonder kid who you read about in forums. You know you. You 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 keep you know your 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 sporting director keeps kind of and then you see him sliding the his do- sliding the dossier across your desk and you're like okay I'll take a chance on him he's unreal but you never heard about him in real life up to that point yeah but then he find but then he but then you find out he actually he actually exists and is really good that's fucking satisfying you feel like a genius yeah. um so yeah man, man Sassuolo fucking hot Sassuolo's been fucking they haven't lost they haven't lost in I th- believe. So, like on the restart, they got cracked by Atalanta, but since then, well, they they tied two games in a row. One of them it was against Inter, right, three three. But but since then, they've won four straight against Fiorentina, against Lecce, against Bologna, and against Lazio. And I'm willing to call an upset tomorrow, Wednesday, the fifteenth. Sassuolo is going to beat Juve at home. Sassuolo is going to beat Juve at home. You know, so so it's happen. Both if you're, if you're listening happen. to this. You you sure should just mush them. So thanks for that, bud. Um, but if you if you wake sorry, up, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose seven zero. It's too late. No take backs. Uh, when you when you wake up tomorrow, Wednesday, July fifteenth, and uh, the podcast is up, take a look at the table, and notice that Atalanta are in second place now because they have been performing relatively well, while Inter and Lazio, as we mentioned, have not. Um, and they're only six points back of Juve. I say only. They have a game in hand. I don't think they'll beat us to the title, but it's kind of and you know if if they were if they were to they would have had to beat us the other day. We uh we of course uh, drew them two to two. Juve win this in two after losing to Milan. Um, but Atalanta are a good fucking team, man. I can't fault Juve for that. Um, would have liked to have won. I think we were, we're I th- yeah. Uh, we we Juve should be a better team. Um, 
Well, look, are 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 a better are a better team overall. Have more depth. Should be beating them. But you know what? If, I think if you have form a lot tells, of if form tells a story, I would be scared. If form tells a story, you know. But uh, but, I, but, I but Atalanta are just outperforming. But yeah, I know. Yes, yes. Again, it, granted, it was how many times did they score five plus this year? Like I, I would really like to know. Like how I many know, times like, did Brescia lose six nil? I think that's <laughs> the second time the Brescia same, lost. Probably the same amount. Of times. I think Brescia lost six nil to Inter a couple weeks ago as well. But um. Like, like, Bro. look, I'm sorry, just, just recently, I'm just looking after, after Christmas, right? Like, Atalanta winning 7-0 against Torino, 7-2 yeah. against Lecce, uh, whatever, 4-1 against Sassuolo. That was such a high-scoring team. 6-2. Well, well hey, uh, don't, don't, maybe, uh, maybe somebody at, uh, what's his name, Rongen, Tom, Tom, Tommy Rongen, Thomas Rongen, your boy, uh, Nick, who you always like to make fun of on being sports because he came out the other day. It's CBS <laughs> Sports well, now. I don't know CBS. On, CBS, on CBS has in, has Champions League coverage or something. I know. He, something. Yeah. Anyway, this one clip. This one clip that made the rounds of uh of the of uh, what a dumbass of, our, of a, our little like, of our little cultural sphere bubble uh, was 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 on CBS Sports. Yeah. That, that's expect. That's, that's, that's a lot kind of, of mistakes that I started. I expect us to make. You know, not people who are probably getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, where it takes two seconds to click on uh, a mob and look at the last fucking five games to see get that Ale, it's That's Ale- <laughs> so literally what we do, bro. Get Ale, Ale, Ale Van de Peppel is available, uh, CBS Sports, uh, for, for, for hire. It's better than what you have Definitely. now. Just, it's a good resume. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's ready. He's, he's, he's for the taking. He's, he's readily, he's readily. Available. So big, big, on, Fiorentina, the, on, the top, Fiorentina on the topic of, on the topic of Atalanta, um, I don't know. I don't know how would I, I would qualify that. I don't know. It's, I guess it'll be my, my strong Z of the week, but it's almost like a slash, like, I don't know, conspiracy. Maybe have you seen the rounds of the conspiracy that Atalanta are like doping are heavily doping. And that's the reason why they're able to play at such a high intensity and 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 whatnot at such a high pace. And I haven't seen the rumors, but I have uh, two words, two words um, in 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 response to that. Um, drug testing is not. not a thing. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, if it had, did you not? Were you not aware of what happened in the Olympics at Sochi, where the Russians were probably doping for years and weren't caught? Like drug tests don't catch all. I'm not yeah. saying it actually. Ha- I'm not saying it's happening, but uh there's like a bunch of pictures i believe i saw one of like malinovsky before and after like before coming to atalanta and after of muriel who was like kind of chubby actually before and after there's like a bunch of pictures of uh of maybe, like maybe, maybe before they just, and after. but maybe, maybe they're just put on 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 really intense fitness look i i, I, I didn't say it was real i'm just saying like conspiracy slash like that malinovsky around- that malinovsky's got some fucking left foot though man holy yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but th- think, think about these guys think about the guys that Atalanta on their team honestly a couple of years ago mostly relatively unknown by and large in, in you know in in um in, in terms of in the in the grand European scheme of things, you know, compare for for, for they a team name for, brand. For a, yeah. No, no, for a team exactly. Yeah, they weren't name brand. They were they they were they were they were they were store brand. You know, um, they were they were uh, in the they Champions were, uh, League in house label. Yeah, Kirkland brand. They're, they're they're like a Kirkland brand Liverpool, I guess, in terms of in terms of excite in terms of how they play exciting football. But seriously, I mean, Castain, Froiler, Gosens, Hadabor, um. People knew Zapata to a certain extent, not necessarily across Europe to the extent people do now. Yeah, but Italy, doesn't that make you wonder, in, like in, in Italy? But yeah, you know, that, doesn't Gol- that, doesn't make, you, doesn't nice that make you wonder? Doesn't Halloween it make you wonder? Like, are they are they 
are the players' individual successes a product of like the system that Gasparini has built, or is it I think just so? That I think managed, it has to be broken because to, players. Lead I think it's the a system, bit of both, but it's probably a little bit dominate. of both. It's probably well. I mean, to, to be fair with you, we haven't seen players leave the system within like the last like most most guys who've been here have been there. Petania, Petania, Conte, Conti, excuse me, Spinazzola, well, and Gagliardini have all left and been and proven to be good players. So I think a lot, okay, but, a lot of it is is down to scouting. You know, it's down it's to both. Work. It's a bit. But, it's a bit of both. Yeah, but I, but you know, listen, listen, it's a bit of a crapshoot, right? Like 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 Andrea Petania. As much as I joke about him, you know, be, being the goat, he's he's a service, he's a serviceable forward in Serie A. He's scoring more goals than he was at Atalanta. Um, Gagliardini probably isn't as dominant at Inter as he was that half season that he played at Atalanta, where Inter where Inter decided they wanted to sign him. Conti certainly hasn't been as dominant, but you know, at, at that point, we're just kind of nitpicking individual cases. I think I think recruitment is a big part of it, but. I think it's picking the right guys for it's. It's like it's it's both. Can't overlook right? Gasparini's. You can't overlook Gasparini's effect. And I think PSG in a one-off game picking the right guys hands for the system. Yeah, because but bear in mind the Champions League is a one-off is going to be a one-off system now. The Crazy, second legs, yeah. the second legs that have not taken place will take place in the respective home stadiums of the teams that were meant to host them initially. But then it's mm-hmm. going to be a one-off system. Let's talk about yeah. the Champions League draw a little bit here. Um, sure. Cool. Before we do. Just, um, I mentioned the Juve 2-2 draw against Atalanta. Quick, uh, uh, quick, uh, quick, con- quick condolences to uh, to Mattia to to to, to Matthias the uh, ball sack. I don't know if you saw Duban Zapata was a big. I did. I he, did see that. He he brought the hammer down. Some people were saying it was on purpose. Oh, I think that was a, just a bit of no, saltiness from no, the fans. No, no, yeah. it, it was no, 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 no. That would that's cruel. I mean, the, you put him put him in jail if that was on purpose. With the with no the way. with the soft with the soft ground studs yeah. too. Yeah, there's that no tore way. up there's Wayne no... Rooney's <laughs> that tore up Wayne Rooney's leg a couple years ago. Those fucking those fucking things were sharp, man. He yeah, just clamped down on his balls. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. look that up. Look that look up. Look that up. That's a. Uh, there are definitely gifs or images of that on Twitter. But um, yeah, Champions League draw. Let's get to it real quick. Three, uh, three Italian teams still in the competition. Let's not talk about the Europa League draw because I don't even. We, 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 Does that even exist? We pretend that competition. Yeah, we pretend that competition doesn't exist. Apparently, it's going to be taking place in Germany. I don't even know who's still in it. I think Inter is still in it. Okay. And I don't fucking I don't know if Lazio still in it. Who the fuck knows? I don't even know. Europa League's not a thing. We don't talk about Europa League. Um, no. no, too too much too too much uh, too much big brain power going toward the Champions League effort. Uh, let's let's be honest. Napoli are going to wind up facing Juve in the semifinal. It's gonna happen. So, so it's let's get happen. this straight. You tweet. You tweeted that. I. I, I don't. Sh- I don't necessarily share. I'm not saying Come it on. won't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But I don't necessarily share in the strong. Now, grant, now granted, you. Juve and Napoli both have to get by Leo and Barcelona respectively in order to then be one a game one game away from it happening. But when shit like this, when shit like this is 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 uh, in in the works when it's when it's when it's possible because because bear in mind. The fact that games are that, that each round is going to be a one-off now makes this that much more likely because Napoli won't have to beat like a Real Madrid yeah. over a two-legged tie, you know. Yeah. Juve, Juve won't have to beat uh, a Bayern Munich over a, over a, over a two-legged tie. It's a one-off game, meaning that the odds are that. I mean, it's that much more up in the air, right? Um, so Juve and Napoli are in the are on the same side of the table, and if they don't draw each other in the next round. Uh, the, the, the only yeah. thing is, I don't, I don't, 
like uh, it's your fandom taking over. I don't know how you could be so confident with with just with with you. Well, I can't. Just, it's it's, it's but, completely random. But I think. Yeah, but I, I could see it. I just see. I could see it happening because it's fucking. Polar. Fine, fine, fine. Sure, I'll give you that. But do do they are they gonna are they gonna draw quarter? Don't worry, man. You're you're you you face down a goal, right? To to Leon when they're coming back home. Like yeah, uh, I don't know. There's I, no I, guarantee. I mean, but but but. How how does the quarterfinal draw even work? Is it is it is it a is so it a, here I actually is it, a, here. is it a bracket or is it a draw? I have it here. It's a it's a bra- it, uh it's a bracket. It is a bracket, but how it stands now is the only two the only two sets of fixtures that are set in stone for the quarterfinals is Leipzig against Atletico and Atalanta against PSG because those are the only games that finished. So then we, for Italian, uh, Italian implications, like you'd said, so Napoli, it's Napoli has to get through to Barca. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, get through against Barca. They'll and then they be, will they'll I, have to be Bayern probably. They will, Bayern Chelsea or Chelsea, are, exactly. Yeah. And Chelsea, then Juve Chelsea will be going through that one. Chelsea Real or City. So Chelsea or Chelsea or Chelsea no, or Chelsea are They got smacked, no? So yeah, yeah they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're down and out. So, so, so yeah, fair play. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, so. So that's uh, that's on one side of the draw. On the other side is, is as you mentioned, Atalanta are going to be facing PSG, and uh, I give them a chance. I'm excited to not? see that game. Well, that so like what they have a couple of things running for them, right? There's there's their form and the fact that Ligue 1 was, uh, I guess we could say a bit. Uh, I don't know, quick to jump the gun and cancel their entire season when. The, they're gonna the be rusty. rusty. They're gonna be rusty. Yeah, as fuck. They're gonna be rusty. You know, they're they're playing a couple friendlies now with fans, by the way, which is kind of nuts. Like the 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 the, the ma- first major league because the Eredivisie Divisie is not a major league. The to canceled season is also the first one that's allowing fans into the stadium. When do we do? How does that work? I probably really well. You know, well, yeah, again, probably indicative of the fact that they jumped the gun a little too soon. But but yeah, maybe um, maybe. But but yeah, like you know, that's PSG's why I'm confident. Be rusty. That's, you know, that's just because they beat the uh, just because they beat FC Mets five 0 the other day doesn't mean that uh, <laughs> I don't even know if FC Mets is a real team. It could have just been eleven uh, bakers on the field. Eleven uh, FC Mets are in Liga. I know. But, I know. But, I know. But, <laughs> okay. I just thanks. Just, thanks for getting the humor, bro. Cheers, 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 Jeff. Um. Oh yeah, no b- bakeries. <laughs> FC, FC, yeah, yeah. So, so, someone get on, someone get on that. One of our, one of, one of our listeners, one of our fans, just, just, just create, just create a boulangerie image with bakery uh, FC, with, with, with FC, FC Mets on the cut, on the, uh, <laughs> on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, on the, on the signage in the front. But yeah, I thought um, definitely, definitely have a chance. 100%. And uh, and, and bear in mind, Barcelona could only get a one-one draw at the San Paulo. So if Napoli score a goal at the New Camp, advantage goes to them. Um, so you never know, you know, it's, 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 it's basic. It's that game is basically a one-off in that they're level, but Napoli have a slight advantage because any goal that they score is going to be worth that much more granted, you know, as things stand, Barcelona are going through, but I think it's going to be a wide open game where Napoli are just going to have to go for it. And in that respect, I think they're going to, they're definitely going to be trying to put Barca on the back foot. Uh, and they can also afford a goal because they need to score a goal anyway. So I think when you can play with that kind of, when that, that kind of, that kind of lack of inhibition, it uh, leads imagine, to ties. That's why Champions League is so interesting, you know, because of the whole. Imagine Gattuso thing. in the in the quarterfinal, man. Like Gattuso in the quarterfinal, that'd be wild. <laughs> that'd be so wild. Um, Stronzo of the week for you, Nick. Uh, I mentioned my I hero of the week already. is Giacomo Raspadori. You gave a collective one. Yeah. Well, could that? I don't know if I want to give it to the people making the conspiracy theory. 
that Atalanta are doping. Yeah, I think I'll give it to that because it sounds it sounds too far fresh. I was thinking of giving it to Atalanta themselves, but I'm gonna give it to the people, probably the same people that think Wayfair is shipping kids in their in their drawers. That that's, the that's, that's 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 def- that's definitely happening. That's that's a guarantee, right, buddy, buddy, buddy. We're not getting into that right now. If if if, if I start if I start giving my if I, if I start giving my take on the whole Wayfair thing, I'm gonna have a CIA agent just Let's just, not. Ga- just, ga- <laughs> just, ga- just gas Let's me not. just gas me in my room tonight. Um, but yeah, um, why don't we, why don't we get to my thrones of the week real quick? You mentioned the email scandal at Inter, um, just unreal, unreal stuff. I honestly, th- I, al- I honestly almost want to give, I want to give him the hero of the week because he gave us, he gave us an unreal talking point, but like, it's a bit of a thrones fucking, what are you doing dude kind of move. So this is from sempreinter.com. Long story short, Steven Zhang, that little boy. Uh, dressed in dressed as a thirty year old uh, president of of Inter Milan looks like he's thirteen. Um, wears uh, wears big boy clothes, wears suits to uh to uh to events and stuff, and uh, and uh, and is uh is uh, is meant to be the president, whatever the fuck. I don't know. He's kind of kind of the face the face of this. Look, look not not to just not to rip he, him completely. Like he has a pretty good academic background and stuff. So like it's not like he's completely like yeah. uh, well, whatever. Anyway, just well, well, did, 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 did build him up to tear him down. Did daddy send him to Cambridge? Um, <laughs> so there was an email, unclear where it was coming from, uh, who exactly at the club was sending this to Steven Zhang, but there was an email intended for Steven Zhang detailing Inter's uh, errors this season, their failures. It got set to the whole club. So you ever hear, you ever have that one person that replies that replies all to a company wide email? Yep, got best. it. Cheers. It's the best. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. So somebody it's replied. The small all things to, you look forward to when you're working. Some some so someone replied all to the whole club. Saw all the errors committed by Inter this season, and not only did that happen, but it then got leaked. Because so what, what, do what do you mean errors? What do you mean errors? I don't know. They're errors. They're, they're, they're the mistakes they made on a business and on a technical from from a technical. Oh, okay. So 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 conversations about their their mishaps. Here are here here are here's a list of all our shortcomings this year. Here's how we fucked up. Okay. Whole, okay. So the whole club, people in sales, marketing, they all saw it. Yeah, it was a discussion. Out. Here we okay. are talking about it. Unreal. Just because it was on the back of it was on the and again this was this was game day yesterday when Handanovic made that mistake. Um, they wound up beating Torino 3-1, but it was just hilarious because it, it happened in a sequence of, this was on the back of the Bologna game and, and Conte yelling for, uh, yelling, yelling at the PA, at the PA, at the PA DJ for playing Forza Inter Amala. Uh, yeah. So, so just, just kind of suited the, uh, the, the, the Inter chaos theory narrative. Um, yeah. So, so for I, me, my, my hero of the week, my, my hero of the week, and this is not biased at all. Um, my hero of the week is Antonio Conte for having the balls to not be afraid to step aside if need be. And look, let's get it straight. I'm sarcastically giving him my hero of the week for this because it makes me happy to see this. But fuck, man. Like, he literally sounds like a high school girl who's like maybe like trying to send like a mixed message. Like, you know, I'm not bothered by him, but I am. Where he's saying, you know, I have the quote here. I started a three-year project. My contract lasts three years. After that, if they want to extend my contract, I'm happy. But I don't want to overstay my welcome. If everyone's happy with the job I'm doing, and I think that's the case right now, okay, from what I've been told, I don't see why it shouldn't go on. But if they're not happy with the job I'm doing, then I won't hesitate to step aside. I can't so, fault them. Like, I can't fault them. 
I know, but like, buddy, I would go a step further and say that's any woman ever when you ask them what they want for their birthday, (laughs) and they just say nothing. So you get them nothing. So George, so George Costanza gets them nothing, and then he comes home to Jerry, and Jerry says, "What do you mean you didn't get her anything? What are you nuts? (laughs) Women never mean what they say." Um, that's it. But that's exactly what I yeah. what I say when I read this. There's no way you can honestly read this and be like, "Oh, he's happy to stay. He 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 doesn't want to leave. He, like he'll he'll leave if he feels like he's not wanted. But he feels Con- like he's Conte. Con- okay, Antonio Antonio Conte, hero of the week for being so humble. Uh, so yeah, my my hero my hero of the week to the guy to the guy that leaked uh, the leaked that email scandal at Inter uh, because I love saying the Inter email scandal. My Stronzo of the week is gonna be, um, honestly, I, this is a tough one. I don't know who to give it to. So, here's the context. Maybe you can guide me, gents. I, like, who, who do I give the story? Yeah. Do I give it to Man City? Do I give it to Wafa? Do I give it to the judge? Do I give it to, do I give it to, to, to society for, being, for, for, for allowing corruption and for people to throw money at problems and make them go away? But, so, FFP in general? Just uh, blanket statement? So, Juventus were linked to Nicolo Zaniolo this week. I'm fucking delighted. If we can't get Tonali, if we can get Zaniolo, I'll be over the fucking moon. I love that guy. Just came off an ACL injury. First game back. Hero of the week to him, actually. Just quick shout for scoring a goal in his return the other day. Um, against Lecce, I believe. Um, Roma may have to sell him for 50 or 60 million euro for yeah. budgetary purposes. Roma, for a while, have been very, very hampered. They've been very much... I think their, their whole project has been hampered by the fact that they've been trying to, they've been trying to follow FFP. You know? Roma are a good example of, of a team that had a good project going together, but they've always had to kind of ship off some of their better players at maturity and whatever. So we have teams like Roma doing this, fucking themselves over. Then you have Man City going out and buying whoever the fuck they want, getting hard done by, by FFP. Um, not hard done by, actually. Get, getting, getting rightfully, getting rightfully, um, getting rightfully accused of, of wrongdoing um, from, from, from a financial fair play standpoint because they were apparently pumping money into the club and uh, using... Using so oh, essentially, what was uh, essentially, as, as I actually, I, I'm actually somewhat informed on this because I read so, about it. And so they I were understood. so they were so, using so listen, sponsors here, on the ba- in the balance quickly, in the balance book, quickly. right? That kind of no. So so it's 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 so quickly, okay? The on a, on a large scale, on a high level, FFP essentially like the more money that you make, like as a club, like through commercial revenue, through TV revenue, blah blah blah. Like the more you're allowed to spend, essentially, so it's almost like you're allowed you're allowed to spend up to like what you make. So it's a, it's to try to keep clubs to be like sustainable. It's not even it, it wasn't even instilled to kind of make it unfair. That's the to make a, to make it like a level playing field. That's the misconception. It's actually supposed to be to ensure that clubs are sustainable so that they don't go bankrupt. So I think that's the first that's the first thing that people need to realize. Like it's not like a salary cap. It's not because if you're a small team and you're not earning that much money and you're in like the Champions League, like you can't spend above what you're making, right? Like, but it, but it also it also it, it also is meant to field. curb. But it's also meant to curb teams like Man City, where a rich Emirati owner comes yeah, in, exactly. and and so over and just pumps his own money into the club. So, that's effectively what they were doing. So, but they so it, which is yeah. So exactly. So they got slapped on the exactly. wrist for the deceptive. They were making it look like sponsorship money was coming from an external, like third party sponsor, which is considered sponsorship revenue, but it was actually coming from exactly. It was actually coming from the owner through God knows what kinds of mechanisms, but yeah, whatever. We're not, we're not talking about FFP. This is not an economic finance fucking podcast, but yeah, it's an, it's annoying. 
the, the most annoying part about it well, is the well, fact be, that no because, really because their Champions League man the other day, just yesterday, got yeah, over. Exactly. That's why Sorry. we're talking about this. So yeah. I don't know. I'm fucking. I'm fucking. I I don't know. I'm I'm. The moral of the story is that people don't. The system. Yeah, I don't exactly. It's frustrating because we don't know. We don't understand how it works, and it seems like. Uh, it seems like the bigger clubs tend to get away. We do with know how it works, but then when a team no, not really right. But you know? when we think a team is very clear, very clearly in the wrong, they can just appeal it, and then with good lawyers, it's like the same thing with Milan, right? Milan with the breach in financial fair play, they had to like revoke themselves from from Europe, like Europe, which cost them obviously a lot of money. And it's like who knows how it works? But I, I agree, it's it's annoying. It's it's annoying the lack of transparency and just. No one, like we know how it works, but we don't. And like God knows, it's just it's confusing. Let's uh, let's get to our five side of the week. Um, I I'm I'm really excited about this one, Nick. Uh, Nick, I, I I've been I've been trying to get you to do this one for a couple of weeks. I actually almost wanted to do this one last episode, but we put it off. I'm fucking fired up. I'm ready to go here because I've had a couple um, ready to go. It's the five aside of biggest what the fuck random cultural facts um, or slash, moments or, or moments, moments or stories. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Inspiration for this was I thought of a couple of random crazy moments, read about a couple, happened to come across like three, and I was like, okay, I have enough for a segment, and boom, um, here we are. So, um, Nick, do you want to set the tone? Do you want to go first here? Because I think there was one that you said yeah. you were afraid that I was going to have. So, uh, no, so I'm, not, uh, I'm not starting with that one. I'm just going to start with, I'm going to start with another one. Let's, um, let's, let, let, let's give you the advantage then. Let's give you a yeah, fair so, shot. So, of, my one first one is the uh, the strange story of Joseph Minala. You remember Joseph Minala? You don't remember Joseph. So you, you, know, you, you definitely know the story. You don't know the name. So Joseph Minala was a, I believe, I don't want to butcher this. I, I think he's from Cameroon. He was a Lazio youth product. At the age of 15, he moved to Rome. He became a Lazio youth product. And uh, so it was in 2013, I believe. So, you know, not too long ago, but not that recent. He was supposed to, he was, I think he got a call up to the senior squad in 2014. And uh, for those of you who, who, you know, are in tune with maybe football media and whatnot, this would not shock you. Uh, an African football website made a bold claim that Minala was lying about his age. Uh, at the time in 2014, he was, he was 17 years old, but the article said from the African football website that he was actually in his 40s. And, and the thing is, the thing is, he looks like he's in his 40s. I, I, I don't believe that he's 40 years old, but see, he, he really looks like he's in his 40s. And that was, a, that was that was the thing with Lukaku, who was born in Belgium. But but, uh, but bro, I'm telling you, people like, bro, people, people, to, people we'll, we'll when he was when he was growing up, conventional wisdom said that he was born in the Congo, and his mother had to bring his birth certificate to every single game because he was so much bigger than a. Because he was else. a beast, right? But yeah. but when you look at him, not because he's a beast. Eat. Not because he's a beast. You look at his face, and he looks like he's 45 years old. We're gonna have to put up a video. We're gonna have to put up a picture or something. He looks 45. We years should old. do. We should do. We should do a five aside of players that don't look their age. Actually. Sure, but, but, we could do that, but but you know, uh, like I, I don't think his career, I don't think anything happened after that in his career. I don't, and I don't necessarily think it was because of that whole age scandal too. I think he he just went, he got sent off on loan to a bunch of Serie B teams and whatever, didn't really do anything. But, but let like, me look, let me look this guy up. I think I remember that I remember there being a guy that looked very fucking significantly much older than 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 his than his age. Joseph Minala, Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. So so that was like. That was crazy, man. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 bro. 
Yeah, bro. He, he looks 45. He looks 45. Buddy, I was going to say 55. He has wrinkles on his face. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yaoundé Cameroon in 1996. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. I, I, I want to I give him the benefit of the doubt, but he does not look... I think he would be two years nah. old now, but I don't know. That's my first look. To you. Buddy, he, buddy, this guy's not 23 years old. Are you nuts? Since he's turning 24 I prefer in not August. To speak. I prefer not to say. Um, okay. Um, I'll go next. Um... Crazy what the fuck moment number two. Crazy little fact story. What are we rolling with? Is this what the fuck facts? What the fuck stories? I, either way. Fabrizio yeah, Micoli. What the fuck moment stories? Yeah. Fabrizio, yeah, Fabrizio Micoli um, is, is, is facing a jail sentence over mafia, uh, mafia involvement. Well, is he still? Captain at Palermo. Yes. So, so as, as, recently as, as recently as January, I was thinking back to the, to the story from a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, where, 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 uh, where he basically was, I think it was after his last season at Palermo, he was involved with a mafioso, a local mafia, a local mafia, a local mafia boss's son or something. Uh, I think on a couple of phone calls, he called Giovanni Falcone and some other really famous, um, anti-mafia police officer from the late eighties, early nineties scum. So, uh, that was, that was a big deal. And I think he came out and pled, uh, pled to the world. I'm a footballer, not a mafioso. And the article I read from it might have been like it might have been like the Daily Sun. It was just unreal because it said because <laughs> he goes he goes I haven't slept in days. And then the article because the garbage paper goes, which was very obvious by the fact that his eyes were bloodshot red. Such a like why such a low blow. So get this. So uh, Daily Star, yeah, fucking fucking early January. Former Juventus star Fabrizio Micoli jailed over mafia extortion racket. Micoli made 25 appearances for Juventus across two spells of the club. Bah, 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 bah. So. While with Palermo, while with Palermo, he uh, he apparently befriended some uh, some some pretty sketchy people. He'll appeal the decision in the, at the Supreme Court, but he's been given a sentence of three and a half years um, over this extortion racket. It says he was accused of turning to Mauro Lauricella, the son of a well-known mafia boss, Antonino, in the Calza district of Palermo, to help recover a debt. Yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. I hate when I, I hate, I hate when someone owes me 20 grand and I, I you know, <laughs> there's someone who could help me, but you're not sure. Anyway. So it is claimed that Mikoli was helping a friend who was owed, um, 20,000, 20, euro in a dispute with a businessman from Sicily. The money is said to have come from the sale of a nightclub in Isola delle Femmine. Could this get any more sketchy? No. <laughs> Plain simple. No. And then, me, then of, of course, as, as always, they plead ignorance. And he says, I didn't know he was a mafioso. I didn't know who he was. In Mikoli's case, he was not helped after, investig- after investigators recorded a conversation in which he insulted anti-mafia bud- judge Giovanni Falcone. The verdict was confirmed on Wednesday afternoon. And Mikoli's lawyers will, now, uh, will have now confirmed that they will be appealing the decision. Uh, just unreal. Because when you think of Sicily, you think of mafia. If, you don't, if you're not from Sicily, it's, the, it's, it's a stereotype. You ever go to Sicily, you go to like a touristy fucking town like Taormina and there's Godfather shit everywhere. And then you have the captain of Palermo uh, embroiled in a mafia scandal. Um, yeah. It's, just, it, it, just, it just fits the narrative. It, it completely fits the narrative. So it's, you know what? I guess it's, not that, it's so. not that much of a what the fuck. It's not that No, much it is. It's moment. nuts. It's nuts. And also it's honorable exact, mention, it's, no, it's honorable so mention to Vincenzo Iaquinta exactly also, no? who, uh, who was accused recently. That was, fuck, that was fucked up. That was a whole different story. We're not getting into yeah. that. I think his dad no, 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 owned no. an illegal firearm. And, and, yeah, yeah, something like that. He was clear. You know, he, he, was, he, he was vindicated. Okay, that's a good um, one. Okay. Number two, Nick. So I guess starting starting in goal yeah. is is the is the Miko Lee mafia story for me. Starting in goal for you is is uh, the case of of Joseph 
Joseph, Minala. seven-year-old Minala. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners know this, but it's still a what the fuck moment for, for those of you who don't. Um, Maurizio Sari used to work at a bank. He used fuck to be a you. banker. Fuck you. Fuck time. off. Fuck off. You, you, I can't I like believe that you one, huh? I was going to... I like that one. <laughs> should have saved Yo, you, you, said, you said you had a lot. So fucking... You said you have a lot. So go back into the fucking... Uh, <laughs> go back into the box and look for more. But yeah, what's interesting... I think we, we could just send... I, could, I think we could just send that there. Nobody knows. Nobody, no, no. Nobody, no, nobody's ever heard that. It's not, it's, not, it's not like people... It's not like every time he joins a new club. Uh, yeah. It's not like when he joined Chelsea. That's what everyone was talking about over the fact that he played nice football. It's just... This guy used to be a banker. He never actually. Yeah, I, I love I love that in sport when like one when like either a figure uh, some form of figure like a like a, a footballer or a coach or whatever a player in any sport has like this crazy story and it always gets brought up. I was gonna use I was gonna bring this one up as a satirical one and as a last one if I couldn't think of anything <laughs> else. I can't believe it actually uses a legit one. But yeah, no, because I looked into it and the thing that interested me the most was the fact that apparently according to the article that I that I had read. Um, which had like anecdotes from some of his like former coworkers, like not even, not even in football, like in the professional field, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't even have, he didn't have any finance slash like commerce background, like at all. I'm not sure if he went to university or not, but if he did, he didn't have like a, like a business background, commerce finance background. And apparently was like, he worked for Banca Toscana and it, it took him all over Europe, really the, the sketchier parts of the banking industry. So maybe like Switzerland and Luxembourg and shit like that. But um, yeah, apparently he was like incredible at his job. He was like one of the best at, at, at like Banca Toscana. And he was, he was like very, the, his, the coworker that was, uh, and it's not just any random coworker. This guy was, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a high up, his name was Aurelio Virgili. Uh, said he was like an excellent banker and he compared his like meticulousness on the pitch and like innovativeness, I guess, to like the way he was in his office. Like he was very like forward thinking and like detail oriented. And it's just like, it's kind of cool that he, he, he was able to do that like within his own job too. And it's kind of reflective in the work that he's done on the field and the fact forward that Forward thinking and banking. What is that coming up with? Subprime I, I don't know. I, 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 did he, did I, he come I, up with subprime mortgages? Yeah. He started the, he started the 2008 recession. He, start, he started. But, but yeah, like it's also like he's just like his life is almost like the like the wet dream of of like my fantasies because he managed to somehow balance working in like a as a professional and like a semi like a semi I think the article I believe the article said as soon as he he reached the ranks of a coach as a semi professional like at semi professional level that's when he ditched his his uh, finance career. But like up until then, when he was coaching in the amateur leagues, the the eighth division, I believe the article said, um, he was balancing that with work. So it's kind of just like a wet dream fantasy. So it's it's yeah, there was, there was more to it than just he's just a banker. I, I found that interesting. The part that he, he how like the meticulousness is like reflected in both his his uh, well maybe not his Juve right now, but uh, his Napoli and uh, yeah. I think he is very meticulous. I think it's, I think again my beef with him a couple of weeks ago was that he was focusing on the wrong things and not necessarily on winning and more about the style of play. But that's yeah. let's, not, let's not get into that now. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, everyone's heard about that, but 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 it's still a good what the fuck moment. Um, ideally these next ones will kind of come as a little bit more of a surprise for some people, especially maybe some younger listeners. Um, my number two here, starting at center back for me, is the fact that. Gianluigi Buffon has been embroiled in a couple of really significant fascism, uh, fascism scandals. He's, been, uh, he's yeah. been accused of being a fascist on a number of occasions. Um, but by all accounts and purposes, he definitely seems not to be one. But there have been some pretty, some pretty crazy um, misunderstandings. Um, I'm going to go back 20 years here. This article is almost 20 years old from The Guardian, okay? 
Uh, Buffon is in trouble. Buffon in trouble for choosing the wrong number at Parma. Squad numbers have a bit of a habit of causing problems. Uh, the, article go, the article starts off with going on to say that Gianluigi Buffon has caused quite a bit of a, hu- quite a, bit of a fuss excuse me, with his choice of shirt number at Parma. He was, of course, 21 or 22 at the time. The goalkeeper's decision to wear 88 caused consternation among Italy's Jewish community, which pointed out that the figure is a neo-Nazi symbol. H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, so 88 equates to HH, or Heil Hitler. Buffon had previously worn a shirt wearing the slogan. Now, this is a good one. So, he, I think he... he That's a wild extrapolation. So, 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 I guess Mario Pasolic is a... Is an, yeah, he's also, too. yeah, exactly. So, 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 uh, the thing is, it wasn't the first time. A couple of, I think a couple of, a couple of months before, I think kind of in... Around, around that time, late 90s, early 2000s, he uh, donned a shirt that said, Boya Kimola, Death to Cowards, uh, which, you know, okay, let's not, be co- let's not be cowards, let's fucking fight. But apparently that was, apparently that was, a, that was a major Mussolini slogan, uh, and he just played ignorance, and it was just really funny. The article goes on to say that uh, Buffon, Buffon was quoted as saying, I've chosen 88 because it reminds me of four balls, and in Italy... We all know what it means to have balls, strength and determination. And this season, I will have to have balls to get my place back in the Italy team, which is unreal because this is Gianluigi Buffon talking about how he needs to win his place back in the Italy team. Like, what the fuck? The plot, though, thickens. At first, I didn't choose 88, he explained. I wanted 0-0, but the league told me it was impossible. I considered, <laughs> like NASCAR driver. <laughs> I considered 0-1, but it was not considered a proper number. I liked 0-1 because it was the number... Of the general league car in the TV series Duke of Hazard, so yeah, so 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 he is he had to, to, he is had to clarify to... that the Holocaust disgusted him, and uh, that the Nazi slur hurt him very much. So he got like he got he got canceled twenty years ago before people were getting canceled, and his mother basically came out and said, "Shame to you all, shame to you all for uh, for, uh, for, uh, for 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 coming for coming out and saying this." We're honest people, his mother said. This unreal, this unreal, unreal stuff. Just, just John. Just, he, it's, it's a Larry David it's a Larry David moment is what it is he's like 88 yeah, I like that balls couple balls you know then he wears I mean, like, do, do players think that much when they pick their kit number like this is what Buffon, so Buffon, Buffon is a really he's a no, really so this, cerebral guy though he's yeah I was really, gonna say there's, there's two things I take from that goalies either, are yeah, weird too yeah he's fucking weird and he thinks that hard about his kit number or he actually is an anti-Semite, and that's the most like comprehensive lie I've ever heard in my life. Because who the fuck thinks that much about selecting their kit number? That's there's, wild. There's, nah, so 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 just just a series of unfortunate events and misunderstandings <laughs> led Buffon in 2000 to being hated by the Jewish community because he because, because because he because he accidentally donned a Mussolini saying said he didn't know where it was from and accidentally wore, uh, put Heil Hitler on his jersey, but not really. Um, yeah. I so not 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 that well known and like what the fuck right and isn't that what we're aiming for here? So yeah yeah yeah, yeah no definitely what the fuck moment. number two gents uh, number three actually uh, number three oh right sorry me, you went before me yes okay number three number, n- number three for me is uh, an OG uh, and actually an OG story of the podcast I remember talking about this in my basement fuck like uh, two two and whatever years ago was uh, a major career change for Davide no. No. And I, yeah. No. Yeah. I told you, bro. I knew I was going to take one of yours. And I, I wasn't. Just took two. No, I wasn't going to use him. But I thought that's a what the fuck moment. 
And I actually wanted to provide an update on him. I wanted to do a random bio at the end of the pod. I was going to fucking surprise you. So let's, so, let's, so let's get into it now. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know of any updates. So that'll be... That'll, so actually, well, you know what? This article that I'm, I'm making reference to is very recent. So I guess it says in here, but I'll let you do the honors of, of talking about the update. But yeah, Davide Yovinella, for those of you who remembered, for those of you who don't, uh, is, uh, an astou- was, a, was an astounding... Uh, Fourth division footballer, I believe, or third, maybe, if I'm doing him any. Serie D, Serie D, fourth division. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, he uh, he chose a major career change to go into the porn industry uh, under the the tutelage of. Um, so you know how Leao has Ibra, well, Jovinala has Rocco Sifredi. That's who it was, I believe. Who, who is uh, you, are, an you, are, you, you, you are correct, and it's not a legend. An, it's very well an, documented. No, no, well who documented. is a legend in the porn industry? Oh, I wasn't saying a legend. Oh, I already said a legend. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not that <laughs> I, not that, not that, I, not that I know anything about that. Sam did some boots on the ground research on uh, on online, but you remember what his but, na- you remember you remember what his stage name was? Uh, no, I don't. It was Davide Montana. Say hello to my little yes. friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, Say yeah, hello yeah. to my little friend. That, that would be a terrible tagline to have as a porn star. Say hello to my little friend. That'd be rough. But, uh, but yeah, wild, wild career change. Uh, I, don't think fo- he had, I don't think footballing was, uh, or being a footballer had uh, any future prospects for him. So uh, can't blame him for, hey, look, if he's, if he's good at what he's doing, he's probably making a lot of money. He's probably making a shit. Th- he's probably making more than, no, uh, he, he, here's than his, the, whole, his whole former squad. So good for him. Here's, here's, the, th- here's the thing. Um, from 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 the mo- from the most recent article that I could find, he actually he actually kind of d- didn't really work out for you. He 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 pulled himself out of the industry pretty uh, pretty quickly. So uh, yeah, I don't know there what what what, what, what what could have been what could have been what could have been. Um, okay, shout out. yeah, shout out Davide Yovinella, aka Davide Montana. You know what? I actually tried following him on Instagram a couple of months back because I had this idea of doing a random bio of him a long fucking time ago, and I kept forgetting to do it. Um, but he's private now. He's uh, private now, and he is yet to Too accept a follow request. Too much hate. I, I don't know, or or maybe maybe it's like an only fan, like an only fans type thing where you who knows who knows what the fuck he's posting. He says he's an actor now, so so he was know. a bust. So he was a bust. He was a get, high prospect under. Uh, that's under, probably not uh, the word you want to use. Like a porn star, a bust. Yeah, maybe I do. Me. Um, okay, my number three is um, Napoli through the 1988 title. All right, Napoli through the 1988 title. Completely fake. It's it's so so. Milan won the Scudetto in 1988, but um, this kind of gets this. I guess maybe maybe this does get discussed on 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 platforms that I don't really read or I'm not really familiar with. But I heard I heard this for the first time a couple weeks ago, and this was actually the inspiration for this segment. Okay, this is an independent article from the Independent uh, from 1995. New allegations of. Uh, Excuse me. New allegations have emerged that several players at Diego Maradona's former club, Napoli, were involved in the, Nap- in the Neapolitan Mafia in the late 1980s and may have deliberately lost the 1988 Italian League Championship to help out underground book- bookmakers in exchange for cocaine and wild parties with call girls. So get this. Apparently, the, Ca- the Camorra, the uh, Neapolitan crime syndicate, the Neapolitan organized crime syndicate, stood to lose so much money on uh, paid-out bets um, on accumulators because... Uh, I guess Napoli were underdogs to win the title and they were several points ahead of Milan going into the final couple games of the season that they stood to go out of business. So they effectively bribed off Napoli players with, uh, with, with, with hookers and cocaine and uh, Maradona was in that team 
And uh, yeah, a round of arrests were made in 1995, inspired by info by information supplied by gangsters um, at the time. They say they were bribed by by money and cocaine, but like realistically, I'm sure there was some like physical intimidation involved too. Like like you know, take the bribe, but if you don't take it, you're 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 not gonna wake up tomorrow. So get this. No, I I, I agree. You would think so, but it's pretty funny because prosecutors in Naples, it's the, the article continues on to say at the time, um, were summoned. Um, basically, the entire team was summoned for questioning along with their wives. And according to Italian press reports, they extracted several confessions. So imagine, imagine that. Imagine that. You got your wife next to you and they're like gun to your head. The, the, uh, the coke. The hooker parties, the bunga bunga parties, did they happen? They just they extracted oh, the, several the confessions. Coke. The money, <laughs> the hooker part. <laughs> uh, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. So 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 that so that's it. Couple a couple of camoristi were were arrested in the nineties, and uh, that's where this article kind of stems from. But I never that's heard wild. that before, and it feels it feels like it feels like if if social media had been around at the time, that would have been fucking absolutely nuts. Um, oh whole- yeah, bro, it would be a fucking Netflix special next year. Yeah. Um. The article goes on to say their most furious allegation is that Still Napoli threw a game at the end of the 1987-88 season in exchange for favors from the Camorra, whose bookmakers stood to lose a fortune if Napoli won the championship, okay, they threw which the went game to Milan. They threw the title. Well, the game because it would have because because the whole idea of them winning the title would have put the bookmakers out of okay, business. Got it. Got it. So got it. so yeah yeah just uh, yeah, that's good. Kind of kind of kind of nuts. And apparent apparently uh, Maradona left in disgrace. Um, because because he was because you know he 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 had allegedly been taking drugs and cocaine and he left uh, he left for I think Barcelona in 1990, um, or maybe he maybe he came from Barcelona. To be honest, I don't I don't fucking no. I think he came from Barcelona, but then he was banned for a couple of years in 1990 for cocaine use. Came back in 1994, played the World Cup, and uh, scored one goal. Ran to the camera, probably high on coke or some other some other amphetamine, and just yelled into the camera, and that was that was curtains on his career. So, Crazy. so I, I don't know, just, just a wild, just, just, just a wild story about a wild team and a wild career um, that Maradona had. Yeah. That's for um, sure. Yeah. Social media, that's fucking all over the place. Azuri fan Phil, Azuri fan Phil would, and, 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 and company, all, all the, all the Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Napolitans would have, I, I just, I don't know. I wish they would have been alive around then. It would have been just so funny to fucking take in. Uh, Nick, yeah, good one. number, number four. Uh, yeah, number four for me. Uh, speak it's on the on the topic of match fixing. Number four for me is, and I, I vividly remember watching this three years ago, was when uh, the legend on uh, Kievo Verona shout out to when they used to be in the Serie. A. Um, wow, his name's slipping my mind. Now. Fabri- Fa- no, Fabrizio Cacciatore. Fabrizio oh, yeah. Cacciatore. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I remember this game because it was. It, it it fits the 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 Juve match fixing narrative whatever I'm not saying that that's what happened but essentially he 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 went down he went down on the pitch because he got hurt like Quadro Asamoa like gave him a nice little like they both fell to the ground or whatever he, he, he yeah it was back in 2017 yeah yeah he he stayed on the ground he stayed on the or whatever this 2017 2018 season stayed on the ground. The ref stopped. The ref was about to stop the game, but no medical, uh, no medical staff came on the pitch, right? And the rule is, if medical staff come on the pitch while you're down, right, you have to get off, right? Even if play stopped, like if, if you're there, yep. if you're there, right, it's a standard. Yep. No medical staff came on, and he got sent off the field. He got sent off the field, 
and I I don't want to butcher this. I don't I don't remember if it was uh, the handcuffs, right? The handcuffs. Yeah. So I don't remember if like maybe a goal had recently happened after that or whatnot. But it was bullshit. He definitely should not have. It was a crazy game. There was like two red cards. Well, well, his was one of them, and I'm gonna get to it. Uh, yeah, he fucking stood on the sideline after getting uh, wrongly sent off the field for medical attention and stood, but with the handcuffs behind his back, like talking, chatting shit to the ref. Uh, who then sent him off right after that? And it's just like a like wild, wild move. Mourinho had done it back in like I don't know if it was the treble season or not, but he had done it back in uh, whenever it was, and he got like a crazy fine, like three match ban. Like it's, it's you don't do that. Like you don't you don't insinuate that their matches are being fixed in like you know in front of thousands of fans and with a camera and whatever. Fucking wild move! And right, right, was- right, 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 because because that because that 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 makes people woke to, to the reality, right? And uh, and uh, so, and then they got and he got they, sent. They got he re- got respectfully sent off and deservedly so. so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that 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 feels like that feels like just that feels like just another weekend, man? That feels like that feels like shit that happens all the fucking time. maybe maybe in twenty twenty, just in twenty twenty being a crazy year. No, I don't know. I feel I feel I feel like put nah. Just, any anytime something crazy happens to a team against you, bit. The narrative narrative is always they don't go up to the they don't go up to the ref and start crossing their wrists and going on their knee. I believe he was even on his he was on he was on his knees. Yeah, yeah, he was on his knees. Like he had a gun, like he had a gun to the back of his head. Like 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 he was about to get executed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not mad about that one. Um. Okay, my number four is actually it actually ties well into that because, um, yeah, my my my. I don't know. Some people are going to get mad. I'm, gonna, I'm calling this a what the fuck fact. Let's call it a what the fuck story um, or narrative. Um, Inter, in the same period of time when Juve were alleged to have been fixing matches and got sent down to City B for it, paid off a bunch of people and put people in the correct positions in order to relegate Juventus and win the title in 2006 because they hadn't won a title for 16 years. And they were starved for a title. They had been trying desperately to get a title. And they had actually, on phone records, um, come out and, 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 and very, very explicitly told referees to foul brav, do, do the right thing if you know what's good for you. Um, basically, fixing matches, which is funny because Inter, in 2004, 2005, 2005, 2006, in 2006, um, were awarded the Scudetto and they branded themselves the honest Scudetto win- the honest Scudetto winners. It's the Scudetto of the honest. And it's very funny because not a lot of people know about the fact that I think it was Inter's president at the time. Um, literally, I've, I've, I've heard the tapes. You could look them up. They're readily available. Is Hearn on a call before an important game with the head ref, one of the most important referees at the time in Italy, whose name is evading me, basically saying, you know, it would be a shame if... Uh, if the wrong team, uh, if the wrong team won tomorrow, um, you know, uh, it would be a real shame if you had, you know, you, you, you've done so well, you've done so well to get to this point and become one of the most important referees in the country. It'd be a real shame if you had to go all the way back down the pyramid and the guy goes, okay, oh, capito. They, and you know, you know, by the way, Calciopoli, the guy that decided that Juve was going down to City, it'd be a lot of fucking people are punching the air right now. If Nima's listening, I was going to say, are you happy that you are you, are you, are you, are you, yeah, are you happy? Are you happy that you're getting this off your chest? Uh, bro, bro. <laughs> one, the I, one side of the I did, So I'd heard a lot of shit about Moji being a little bit of a fucker and kind of having a lot of enemies and having come out and said in anger after a certain ref 
refed Juve in a way that he didn't like. He, I, I've heard about, we've all heard that he came out and said, I don't want him refing anymore. Kind of like in QSL when in, in our fucking beer league, when we have a shit ref and we go to the league and say, we don't want him refing us anymore. I've heard it was kind of along those lines. To be honest, Except they don't listen. Because I was eight, nine maybe years old, gotta, I never. Maybe we got to start bribing. Christ. But, but, but because I was nine years old at the time, I never really, I never really looked that in depth into it, right? But as it, as it appears, I, I think Inted basically appointed a guy to make a decision, like, like, like one, one guy who had, who had a decision as to who, 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 who would get punished. And I think he was even on their board a couple years before. A lot of people don't know that Calciopoli was a lot more dirty than it really was and that Inted did not actually come out. Excuse me. They, they came out scot-free, but they shouldn't have necessarily come out scot-free and all that. And it was probably, above all else, an agenda against Juve. And I'm not saying that Here's the thing. I'm not even saying that it's that it was exclusive to that year. I think it's probably shit that was happening. It may still even happen for all we fucking know, but it certainly was shit that was happening and was probably system. It was probably systemic in the in, in, in the structure of Italian football. A lot of people don't know that Inter that Inter reps were on the phone with actual referees, basically extorting them. All right. Thanks for alienating. Uh... A good, a good portion of our listeners. So. If you want to hear more, you can, uh, you can catch me as a co-host of the Turin Giants podcast coming up. You could, all, you could also coming, Google coming up soon and, yourself and you could read uh, yeah. all sides, of the, all sides uh, of the story. Okay. Uh, I, can't believe about- I, kept, I can't believe I kept that in for two years. Two years on this pod. I've never, I've never, I've always, I've never brought up Calciopoli, but uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, no, I'm, uh, I am, uh, no, 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 no regrets. All right, uh, last one for me here, quickly before we wrap up. Uh, this one's just uh, this one's a, a what the fuck just when it happened. It's just like a, it's not a what the fuck moment story, whatever. You just looked at your TV and you were like, "What the fuck was uh, the Paletta Flying Squirrel Challenge?" The the, the world famous. <laughs> Bro, world famous come on, challenge. you're just talking. You're talking about what the, you're like, talking about what the fuck plays. I'm talking about like deep. No, that for me. No, no, I, I had to. I had to. Go, I'm just being honest. Like. It, when that happened, like you look at a guy leave the ground with two feet, go airborne, and you just can't help yourself but say what the fuck. And for me, that's like the, the, the simplicity of this Bro, whole segment. Paleta, Paleta, Paleta's, hair, Paleta's, Paleta's hairline is the biggest what the fuck. Out of, uh, I, I, yeah, out, that, of that that whole, out of that whole play, and the fact that he started that for Italy in the World Cup 2014. That too. Okay, to be fair, the Calciopoli one was kind of my replacement for the Saudi as a banker one. So um, I don't know. That, that was just low hanging fruit for me. Just, 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 uh, just. In in, uh, in in my in my in my in my in my little stupid Juventino brain, it was the first thing I can come up with. My last one, starting up st- starting up top as striker for me in this five aside of what the fuck moments or what the fuck stories is the fact that Rocco B. Comiso. I'm reading an article here, a paper article from the Globe and Mail, a Canadian newspaper from from last weekend, two weekends ago. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, buddy, but apparently, and this is uh, this is going to come as a shock to Nick Gentiletti. He seriously failed to do his due diligence when he bought Fiorentina. Seriously failed to do his due diligence. I don't, that, I don't know if that shocks you, but uh, apparently when he bought the club, he was shocked to discover that there were a number of secret contracts in play uh, with a prominent agent out of Albania who represented Milinkovic. Um, what's that striker's name? Um, Vla- Dusan Vla- Vlaovic. Yeah. Vla- Vla- okay, so, Vla- I can't so, pronounce so, his name. Vlaovic. Vla- 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 okay, so, so, Vla- so, yes. so, so two of their best players. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so two of their best players. Well, well actually, well, so, so, three, so three, basically, there, there, there were, there were, there were, there were secret contracts which basically had clauses in them saying that they had to sell three players. The article doesn't name who, but it's implied that it's Vlahovic, 
uh, Milinkovic and another guy for predetermined fees, which the club has no say in, no say in whatsoever. And if they don't sell them, then they have to pay the agent an exorbitant fee. So basically pay me or uh, fuck you, sell the player and still pay me a commission, which is absolutely nuts. You would wonder why the fuck the De La Valle family would have agreed to that in the first place. So the director of football, apparently those people are no longer in play. That, that does not, that sounds like usury. Like that, does, that doesn't sound legal, but. Well, 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 well that's the thing. It actually is technically in, ter- in, 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 in terms of what's, in terms of what's permitted in, in, by, 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 by FIFA. And I think um, the, 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 the um, international football's player union is trying to, is trying to reduce the, 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 the influence of agents uh, because of shit like this. But Rocco, I think basically big business sun- commiso. <laughs> that's what the big B stands for. Big business. I love it. But yeah, bro. So they, they fired those people. They're no longer in place. The, 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 the sporting executives at the club. But I think basically, oh, shit. but I think basically this guy, his name was Mr. Ramadani. Um, he brought to the club. So he kind of gave the club preferential access to guys like Nastatic, Jovetic, and Yagic, who they went on to sell for high fees. So they had a very good relationship with him. And in, in exchange, they uh, kind of threw him a bone. And they were like, okay, here, we'll, we'll, we'll almost pay you a commission. Um, we'll pay you a commission as part of this. And I think one of, one of, the, one of his um, colleagues at his agency was even on the board of Fiorentina. It was fucked up. So Rocco didn't know any of this, bought the club, and found out found out that there were these secret contracts in play for all his best players. And I wonder if that's what I know. I wonder if that's why Pioli left the club because the club was kind of coming to secret agreements with a third party to sell some of the club's best players. I wonder if maybe that was a secret that 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 that, that, that he was referring to. It wouldn't surprise me. At this point, we're just fucking speculating, but. We're going to keep speculating uh, until his autobiography was, comes out. He was too busy planning out the, the, the streets that he was going to make his welcome tour on with his uh, scarf over his head before looking at... Like, uh, uh, any, like uh, look, 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 seen, look, uh, looking, like, looking like Mao Zedong. Andre, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, you see any other club fucking tweeting out, like, happy birthday to our president, like, as if he, like, is, like, the, the WHO head or, like, the Five, five like the likes, five head. likes, five oh, likes. Like, five, like, like, come on, man. That's like Trump shit. The, the, this, this unreal. Just, <laughs> Do, Donald Trump is the president that would say HBD to me, though, eh? Yeah. He would, he would, he would tweet it out. Happy birthday to me, to, to our great Happy leader. Happy birthday to, to me. Our great leader. So, yeah, article, the article goes on to say, like other U.S. owners who have invested in Italian soccer, Comiso 70 has quickly learned that the challenge of running a team in Italy is far more, it's a far more difficult undertaking than simply buying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, what it is. Yep. Yeah, that's so, what so, anyway. Just, 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 just unreal, and and definitely fits the narrative. Fits the narrative that Rocky B is a is a is a big businessman. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that five side of the week wrapped up. Um, another good one. A little bit, a uh, l- l- little bit different there with you kind of going uh, going going for some very low hanging fruit like the Saudi and the, uh, the, the 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 Saudi banker thing and the Faleta challenge. But I'm happy you didn't bring up Cassano and the focaccia. No, I can't. It's uh, that it's it's not what the fuck anymore. When you say it uh, every week, right? I think I think it's six pods in a row. We we we, we low key came. It has to organically. <laughs> should just bro, see how bro, long. Bro, it bro. we have to see how long this continues organically. We're not even doing it on purpose. I think that's like five pods in a row of, of us bringing okay. up of us bringing okay. up Casano Focaccia. Okay, so we got it. We got we got to do it every week now somehow. Not, but so but but it's not like okay. We just talked about body getting promoted to City A, which isn't actually 
it's I, I don't know. I, I to be honest, I don't know where the fuck body are in city. That's not what I'm saying. But if, if we if we if we talk about Lecce, we can't say Lecce is in Puglia. Puglia, they make no, 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 no. And no, Focaccia is the thing that. that, that no, 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 no. I'm putting all the dots together. That, that's that's like those uh, those Illuminati videos on uh, on YouTube. Five five plus one yeah. equals six. Six is the number the devil Illuminati confirmed. Uh, yeah. No, okay. So we'll, we'll see how long we can keep that going. But anyway, okay, good one, good one, gents. Um, so listeners, keep enjoying the marathon. Um, I guess I guess we'll see what the fuck happens in the next couple of days. Nick has a bold prediction that tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Wednesday the fifteenth, Juve are going to lose to Sassuolo. It'll be three games in a row that they go winless and. Uh, Atalanta will kind of be within striking distance of them for the title. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully you, you, you jinx them before you can go back and, and kind of correct yourself. But uh, I don't it's know. Happening, we, buddy. It's you happening. got two jinxes there. You got, you, you have, I have the Raspadori jinx and you have the Sassuolo jinx. Well, let's so, see what happens. Well, we'll have to see what goes on. Uh, listeners, get at us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Cultural Podcast. Uh, you can catch me very soon, hopefully, it looks like, on, uh, on Turin Giants consistently. So check us, uh, check us out at Turin Giants. Check that so, out. So that you don't have to hear. Yes, yes, please do. So you don't have to hear, uh, so you don't have to hear me talk about Calciopoli on this, uh, on this very neutral, unbiased podcast. I can't wait. Represent all of, uh, all of Calcio. Um, yeah, TikTok, Calcio Podcast, all platforms. Subscribe. And uh, till next week, thanks for tuning in and uh, enjoy the action. Ciao. Ciao. Sueño un Ferrari dorado terzo qui nel mezzo del Cairo nel deserto ballerò il fado. Aprietalo, prendelo. Se sto mondo fosse un mercato io sarei l'anello più caro. Dormo in un furgone blindato. Un sogno qui brillava già. Bravo. Sotto la sabbia. Bravo. Pieni d'oro, tasche piene di euro Questi pieni d'odio non mi spengono il fuoco No, 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 no uh, Dicono il dinero non è sodo uh, Mi piace lei perché al culo sodo uh, La potrei portare a dentro